a lot of times, some of these properties will sell without ever actually going on the market. Take that into account. If you are trying to maintain some sort of anonymity on the sale price and working with an experienced broker with a lot of buyers on their list, that's a really easy way to do something like that. If you're a residential real estate agent earning $200,000 a year and you want to grow your passive income, this show's for you. Learn the secrets other agents use and hear from experts in our field in order to guide you along your journey to investing in assets like apartment communities so that you can turn your commissions into cash flow. I'm Randall DeCleared. Let's go, baby. All right, all right. Hey, yo, welcome back. It is great to have you again this week, continuing our series on the full cycle of a multifamily deal. This week, we're talking about dispositions. Last week, we talked about the transition period from acquisition into new ownership. Okay. So if you haven't heard the prior couple of episodes, go back and listen to those and it'll give you a better understanding of where we are in this process. So you've owned this property for a while and you are about to sell it. Very cool. Let's dive in and talk about it. Just before we go, obviously I want to plug, if you are getting value out of the show, please go on rate and review helps a ton with the reach of the show. We're in the top 3% worldwide as of this recording, which is very cool. And we're striving to get even better than that. And you can help us do that. So please go on, rate and review. That would help us out a ton. If you want to watch the episodes, we do do some educational like webinars and that sort of thing that we're going to be putting up on the YouTube channel. So if you want to follow us on YouTube, it's at Agents Building Cashflow on YouTube. And we're also doing a bunch of stuff on Instagram. Instagram, it's Randall DeClear. Boom, you'll find me right there. And let's jump in and talk about selling a property. Here we go. All right, here we go. Disposition. So the first thing that you really want to be doing when you're getting close to a sale, and this could be six months to even a year out, you are going to want to start talking to brokers and shopping it and getting an idea of what they think they can take it to market at. Right. And so that's just early in the process that will inform your new underwrite because throughout this process of owning this property for the last three to five years, hopefully you've been doing an annual underwrite so that you can understand the value of the property on the day that you do that underwrite in any given year. It just helps you keep an informed, I guess, decision-making process around should you refinance the property? Should you keep managing it the way you are? Do you need to do anything else in order to increase the NOI? Or have you done everything that you need to do? And now it's just a matter of managing it through the sale, right? So the broker is a great place to start when you are considering selling. They'll give you some pricing guidance. They'll tell you what they think the market will bear right now. Obviously, like I said, just give you some starting point and go from there. A lot of times, this is recently, some of these properties will sell without ever actually going on the market. So take that into account. If you are trying to maintain some sort of anonymity on the sale price, maybe you represent some high net worth individuals and it's just you and them that are on this deal and they don't want anyone knowing what they sold something for, then that may be the way that you take it. And working with an experienced broker with a lot of buyers on their list that's a really easy way to do something like that. Obviously, working with a great broker and then they put it out on Crexy or LoopNet, CoStar, any of these property listing websites, that's just going to attract the highest number of buyers that you possibly can get. So assume that you have hired a broker, they've listed it, they've got it out there. Some of the things that you need to start considering and relaying to your team, it's going to be based on the finances, right? You can start to calculate a net sheet, what the net after all expenses paid should look like. It's going to be a rough number at this stage, but it'll give you an idea of the things that you have to do. You also need to talk to your lender and let them know, hey, look, we're looking to exit this thing. If you had a prepayment penalty, what is our prepayment penalty going to be if we close in a year from now or in six months from now or 90 days from now, right? You need to factor that in because there's certain types of loans that have 
pretty high prepayment penalties if you signed up for those when you went into the purchase. We didn't really cover that on that episode, but just know your prepayment penalty is key when you're going through the disposition. Where are you? Some of them have stepped down. So it's like five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one. That means in the first two years, it's 5%. Second two years, it's 4%. Third two years, it's three. So just depending on that prepayment, that's something that you need to take into account when you're going to sell the property. All right. Another thing that you need to take into account is depreciation recapture. And let's cover that. So we tout on here uh, depreciation benefits of multifamily ownership. And there are a lot. When you go to sell, if you have saved money on your taxes in prior years because you depreciated a large portion of it, when you go to sell it and you earned more, then you have this thing that's called depreciation recapture. And so the government's going to take a little bit of that depreciation back and talk to a CPA, figure out what that looks like for you. But that's just one thing to take into account whenever you are selling one of these properties. Now, when you are selling one of these, you hired a broker to give you a broker price of opinion. Typically, when you're selling these, the buyer's broker is going to come in and they're going to charge their own fee to their buyer. So if there's another broker involved, they're going to get paid on a separate agreement. So it's whatever you've agreed to pay your listing broker to list that property. Then you have other closing costs associated with the deal. Like I said, you may have a prepayment penalty. You may have some other things that you need to take care of, and then you are going to pay back your investors, right? So whatever your waterfall structure looks like, again, we go into deal structure and other episodes. I'm not going to cover that here, but take all those things into account. Then you can start to work out if it's sold in six months at that price, then we had these fees. This is essentially what our investors would make. Then you can go to your investors and say, hey guys, we're thinking about selling. This is what it would look like. Bah, 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 bah. Right? Great conversation to have. And it starts to help you understand. There's some other considerations. If you bought it yourself and you're looking at 1031, that to defer the tax on the gain, then this is the time that you would start looking at that. Maybe start looking around in the market to see what other assets you could buy and roll that money into. If you did a syndication on the deal and you didn't structure the purchase properly, then you can't 1031 that money out into another deal without it getting complicated and maybe doing a drop and swap and that sort of thing. But we're not covering that in this episode. So those are just some considerations to take into account. If you did go into the purchase knowing that you were going to 1031 going out, then this would be the time to start thinking about replacement assets, right? All right. So you've made the decision. It makes sense. You're going to sell this property. Very cool. Very awesome. That is a thing to celebrate once you get it on the market and once it sells. Okay. So you get on the market, you're going to be fielding offers. You're working with your broker to determine who has the highest and best. You're maybe having buyer calls where you are actually getting them on the phone and talking to them and figuring out if they have the spot to actually get the deal done. Once you make a decision and you guys go through, then you sign again, you're getting an LOI from them. So you're going to do the PSA, just the reverse of what you did. Have your attorneys get involved. You guys sign that, go to the title company and you guys get this thing to the closing table and you close the deal, you get your money. Fantastic. Congratulations. Happy day. Now you disperse those funds to your investors based on the waterfall structure that you set up with them. Most of the time, let's just use an example. If you had a 7% preferred return, the 70-30 split on the back end, that means that if your investors throughout the hold of that deal didn't earn all of that 7% preferred return, you need to catch up that preferred return with them so that they get paid and made whole in their pref. And then whatever profits are left over, then you're splitting that 70-30, right? By profits, I mean, you need to return all the capital to your investors. You need to pay off that loan. You need to pay all the closing costs. And then whatever's left over, that's 70-30 split. 30% goes to you for owning it and operating it, sorry. And then 30% goes to the limited partners who gave you the capital and the equity to actually execute the deal. 
So you've got some simple things to take care of at that point, you know, get utilities out of your name, close out the insurance, make sure that that thing gets refunded, any premium that you paid, all that stuff needs to be calculated before you can actually do the waterfall so that you know the entire profit on the deal uh, and you can pay out everybody the, the, the whole deal. And at that point, it is making sure that you either reserve the capital in order to file the taxes and that sort of thing, and then close out the LLC so that everything's done and exit and you give everybody their K-1s, their final K-1s so that you guys can move on down the road and find another deal. Awesome. That is the end of this episode. So thanks for following through to the end. hope you got a lot out of this on the uh, full cycle on a deal. We may do one more episode and need to, need to go back and check and see if we have that in the lineup. But if not, it's been a great series talking about what it looks like to take an apartment full cycle on a deal. Have a great week and we will catch up soon. Surprisingly, most of the agents we speak with got into real estate hoping to gain passive income and become work optional. However, only one in five ever start investing. Most are simply too afraid to start. Once you get educated by listening to this show, you'll be able to overcome that fear and become the one in five who are finding financial freedom. Don't miss a single episode. If you want to stay up to date, the best way is to make sure you're subscribed. So if you haven't done that, go ahead and do it now. And we'll catch you on the next episode.